Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Season 2 of the Into the Lion's Den audiobook podcast. Jay Dethian Audio. Into the Lion's Den, the audiobook podcast with Nathan Caldwell. Hello and welcome again to the Into the Lion's Den audiobook podcast. Today, we're going to start a new series of adventures starring a young hero who is known simply as the Crimson Garnet. The Crimson Garnet was a comic book hero that I created. Um, it could have started out just like a kid. Just like a high school student, college student, whatever it takes. Somebody that you might relate to. A normal, average person. He has no, what you might call, metahuman abilities. He has no, quote, mutant powers. <laughs> what he has is an amazing technological discovery. A ring that was created by his grandfather. And he has an amazing knowledge of science. Well... Without any further ado, let's go ahead and start the first episode of Crimson Garnet, Bronze and Lead. Crimson Garnet, Episode 1, Bronze and Lead. Copyright 2000, Nathaniel Dwayne Caldwell. Dwayne Bronze, Crimson Garnet, and other names, characters, and events found herein are trademarks of Nathan Caldwell and purely fictional. Any resemblance to these or to any other person, place, or event, real or fictitious, are purely coincidental. I place this here for fear that if I ever want to use them, they'd be taken from me. I have never published anything except for on websites like um, fictionpress.com, fanfiction.net, um, but I do write a lot, and I hope that you like this story. I believe you will love it. Of all things in life that are important, God ranks number one. But family, that is a close second. Our story starts in present day in Seattle, Washington. We begin at Seattle University. I did what you told me, coach. A burly young man walks by and delivers the message he was instructed to bring. Well done, the coach, James Led, responded. I'll see you at the game. Coach Led, the voice came from the doors. Great job on the game. Thank you, sir, he said. We try our hardest to win at any cost. That he did. For as he opened his cabinet at home, he spoke as he held a bottle of blue pills. This was much later and after school, but his voice resonated as he said, Good job, old friend, but I'm down to only four bottles. 
Well, Mr. Bronze, it's all here. Uh, room uh, 315. Thanks a lot, Dwayne Bronze told the secretary. I'm here to help, she said. Dwayne Bronze had finally started college. Like many other students, he felt like a high school experience would never end. Now, he was on his own in the great big world. A graduate of Seattle High, he received many honors, as well as a full scholarship to Seattle University. He was ready to take on the task, but he was a little anxious. He was about to come up to his door when he heard yelling come out of room 314. I don't care what you do. No bucks, no drugs. Got that? Good. Dwayne couldn't believe his ears. He opened the door to his room. A anyone in here? Come on in, young man said. I'm just resting. You my roommate? <laughs> yeah. Are you new here too? Sure am. I was told the college was only in its second year. When you think about it, I guess that means that everybody's new here. I guess. Dwayne lied down on the bed. He was having to think. I need to rest. I have a lot to think about. In the bed across the room, his roommate showed concern. What's wrong? You can tell me. We are roommates. No thanks. I'm just going to rest and think. I'll be all right. Okay, but if you need anything, just call the desk and have me paged at my room. I'll come running. Thanks, uh, uh, Mark, Mark Skies. And with that, he saluted and left the room. About two minutes later, there was a knock at the door. Come on in, he said. It's open. The door opened, and a man peeked his head in. I'm told that there is a bronze in here. Dwayne Bronze, what can I do for you? I bring a visitor. All of a sudden, a young lady stepped into the room, and the door closed. Dwayne sat up on his bed and struggled to his feet. Uh, uh, what can I do for you, ma'am? He reached out to take her hand. Lightning, she said. Don't you remember me? Dwayne struggled to think. She seemed so familiar. Did she just call him Lightning? That was what his sister used to call him. But wasn't she lost during the late 80s? Lightning, are you okay? She asked, interrupting his thought. Uh, sure. You seem to be thinking about something. What's wrong? Nothing. Why haven't I seen you? I thought you were dead. I sent a letter. I don't understand why you didn't get it. When she sat down in a chair, he did the same. I had gone to Europe on a very important trip. It seemed a member of our family lived there. Well, Debbie, I'm, I'm glad to see you in one piece, he hugged her. So, so what are you doing now? Trying to find you, then trying to find a job. Hey, don't you want to know who I found? No, let me try... 
again. Hey, sis, what'd you find in Europe? Better, she smiled. I found two things, actually. I found our grandfather and this. She held out a seemingly ordinary garnet-stoned ring. You said you found Grandpa? Yeah. You just saw him a while ago. That guy? You're kidding. I mean, it's weird to see him and not know. I felt the same way. There was a knock at the door. The two's grandfather stuck his head in again. Come on, Deb, we've got places to go. Oh, how I wish we didn't. He thought, Hold on, Dwayne shouted as the door shut. He stepped outside. Hey, Deb, shh, his grandfather said. It was then Dwayne heard the same terrible voice from 314. Four bottles of the stuff, done! Then all was silent once more. What did you hear? Dwayne asked. His grandfather responded, It's a drug deal, Dwayne. I know. How? I, I heard earlier. What do we do? Debbie asked, concerned. Then Matthew Bronze began constructing a plan. Simple. We tell the authorities, give them an anonymous tip. One thing's for sure, though. We've got to stick together until this is over. Dwayne had to say it. He couldn't help it. It flooded over him above all other concerns and emotions. Hey, we need to stick together all the time. Right, Matthew Bronze said. Honey, he said to Debbie, give him the ring. Debbie held out the ring she'd shown him earlier, but Dwayne just stared at him, puzzled. I, I don't understand, he said. Just take it, Lightning, she smiled at him. You'll understand. As Dwayne put the ring on his finger, it gave him a terrible shock. Ow, he said. That's some static. The ring was a beautiful sight. That wasn't static, his grandfather said, and this isn't an ordinary ring. The ring is a sophisticated piece of technological machinery. I'll show you what I mean. Press the stone, the garnet, and lift it up. Dwayne seemed a bit puzzled. But he did as his grandfather told him. What he saw amazed him. Main power conduits and circuits connected the ring to a small circuit board. All four corners of the inside main circuit board had solar panels. In the center was a speaker or microphone combination. It was unlike anything he'd ever seen before. I still don't quite understand, he said. Well, Matthew started. Several years ago, I went to another college. Class was about to end. And finally, and finally, remember this war, my teacher, Mr. Trent, started when he was interrupted by the intercom. Mr. Trent, please come to the office ASAP. Class dismissed. We all left class, but as I passed the office, I overheard something. It was the dean of the college. You can't go on lying to the school. Hours later, the dean was found in shock. He wouldn't listen, he said. I warned him, but he just 
would not listen. I know, an assisting officer said. Let's go. Later, I overheard just why he was found in that state. We scared him so bad, I heard someone say. He may never be sane again. Mr. Trent, those clubs were a great idea. They had used clubs on him. No wonder he was in shock. He had been tangling with violent men. I never knew that college could be such a dangerous place. It was then that I decided to create an item that would work in self-defense. I was a student in electronics, so I knew the ins and outs of circuitry, hardware, etc. I decided to create a device with solar power and voice command capabilities. I wanted to create something that I knew would work. But how would I carry this piece of equipment around? That's when I realized my ring. I'd been wearing it for years, so I hollowed it out. I put a hinge on the stone. There you go. Where are we going anyway? Dwayne asked while they were walking down the outside walk to his grandfather's truck. The one place I haven't been yet, Matthew responded. I only hope everything's still there. When they finally reached the place, Duane and Debbie waited at the door. While Matthew went in, until they heard Matthew yell that it was okay, and they rushed in. It works, he said. They cleaned up the room and unpacked some camping equipment while his sister was sleeping. And Duane watched his grandfather call up some very old records on his very old computer. You see, Duane, he said, these are all of my records on the ring. That's great, but how can we stop the de that dealer? Be patient. When the time comes, you'll know it. When morning came, the group headed out. They went to Debbie's apartment for final provision. I didn't stop at making this ring a defense item, Matthew said. I wanted to make a difference. Now you can, too. He opened his old trunk. There was a full blue suit with white stripes down the side. Red boots, yellow belt. With this suit, Dwayne's grandfather continued, you can keep who you are a secret. That way, if you stop someone, they won't know who to get back at. But where's the mask? I did some work on that. Debbie interrupted as she entered the room. I decided to give you this old SWAT helmet LAPD gave me once I left the force. I, I didn't know you were in the LAPD, Dwayne added, shocked. I'm sorry, I, I still can't figure out how you didn't get those letters. In anyway, I reworked the helmet, covered the mic with a special insulated cover, and gave it a paint job to match the suit. Ingenious, Matthew exclaimed. I get it from my grandfather, she smiled. Here's the last of it, Mr. Lead, the trucker said. Great, James Lead responded. Put that over by the others. Finally, he thought, more supply. Dwayne Braun saw the bags of drugs over on the corner of the building. Bingo, he said. His grandfather replied on the headset. Okay, Dwayne. 
to activate the ring, raise it to the sun, and call Garnet. Though a strange request, Durant had learned to trust his grandfather. He raised his ring to the sky and yelled, Garnet! <laughs> then, something seemingly miraculous happened. Dwayne felt the adrenaline flowing through his body as never before. He gained tremendous energy. What's next, he thought. He waited just a moment. Looks like rain, Dwayne heard the trucker say. Never mind that, the malevolent coach responded. Now we sell for even higher prices. Then Dwayne knew he had his chance. Over my dead body, he said. That can be arranged, the evil man exclaimed. Get him! Suddenly, two more guards ran out of the truck that had once carried the toxic merchandise. All three drew their guns, but before they had a chance to fire, Dwayne ran and knocked the gun out of every single guard. They were confounded, but so was Dwayne. How could he be running so fast, he thought. In less than two seconds, he had knocked the guns out of all the men and found himself staring down the coach. He kept his cool. Come with me, he said. Uh, sure. James Lloyd couldn't think straight. He didn't have the mind to continue his evil now, not after being so confused by this unreal crusader. Before long, James Lloyd was behind bars. How did you do it? How did you find out about the deal? The police sergeant was amazed. Oh, someone who worked for him was overheard talking in a phone conversation, Duane answered in a slightly different voice, thinking that maybe it was best to disguise his voice. There's a reward in it for you. I'll just need your name. No! Matthew's voice came booming over the mic, where only Duane could hear it. Duane responded to the officer. I'm sorry. I don't need a reward. Just say, he looked at his ring, say that a garnet apprehended the criminal. The end. Or is it? Well, I hope you enjoyed the first episode of The Crimson Garnet, Bronze and Lead. I'd like to tell you that uh, Into the Lion's Den audiobook podcast is another J. Deathian audio production, one of the few I do. I uh, hope you enjoy it. Uh, for more information on the J. Deathian audio podcasts, whether it be this or any other, go ahead and check out the Protectors of the Book fan page on Facebook. You can also check out the J. Death 30 page on Twitter. And you might also be interested in the J. Death 30 page on YouTube. Thank you again for listening. This has been a JDethian Audio presentation. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.